Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My Seven Wonders Live. In this podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. In this recording, my guest is an extremely popular Scottish broadcaster and comedian, a familiar face and voice on many a radio and TV programme in Scotland and around the country. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience discovering the seven wonders of Fred Macaulay. Thank you very much. What a lovely, lovely welcome that you yeah. managed to uh, <laughs> pretend <laughs> you were excited to see me. Yes, well, we are excited to see you, and uh, it's good to see you again. I've seen you uh, recently and over <laughs> over many years. Uh, so, uh, and I um, I was talking to you the other day and thinking yesterday how, how similar how <laughs> similar <laughs> our career trajectory is because yep. uh, you you had a sensible career before you went into the world of com. So, you, but you keep your you keep your accounting skills uh, up to date. You yeah. can still count, can't I, you? I do my. VAT returns oh, uh, right. almost every quarter. Yes. <laughs> and do you get them in on time? And Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> For goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm bang up to date with HMRC. So yeah. there you are. We've got a party in from HMRC today and they'll, yeah. they'll be checking... <laughs> Uh, checking for it. So um, I will do jokes later. That wasn't. I wasn't looking for a laugh there. But yeah. Thanks very much for noticing. All right. So, uh, oh, all well, the lighting status now indicated we're about to begin. Well, uh, my first wonder is electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not a not a bad suggestion actually. Uh, it's it's more like a wonder. How does it work? I, I mean, we've all done done it at school, and it, oh, your magnets go round in a circle, or the, or the wind blows, or you burn coal, and it turns into electricity, hmm. and then it kills you if you get too much. <laughs> Don't touch it. Yeah. And yeah, but that isn't your first wonder. No. Your first wonder, let me tell you, is Edinburgh New Town. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it oh. is not just a wonder, but wonderful as well. Yes. Um, because of when it was drawn up and then the construction, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yes. Uh, I think the initial idea was even 100 years before it, they uh, started yeah. any kind of construction. And I think it's just, I mean, it's a, an architectural marvel. I think the idea was planned under uh, who was called James II in uh, in England. Yep. Uh, James VII, I suppose, he was up here. Correct. He didn't do terribly well as a king. He had to sort of push off, didn't well, he? He was, he, was <laughs> he was ousted. He was ousted. But he did a bit of draftsmanship yeah. in the side. Yes. He, <laughs> he drew buildings. Yeah. He did better than Charles I, who managed to get his head chopped <laughs> off. But that's a or special uh, um, head massage, yes. as they call yeah. it. Yeah, so, oh, there you are. Look, <laughs> so I, I, I've never lived in Edinburgh. Uh, I grew up in Perthshire. Yes. Uh, we now live over in the west uh, of Scotland. And um, 
Edinburgh is some place that I've really only come to visit for yeah. for the fringe for the last thirty odd years, yes. and we've always stayed in the new town, and yeah. uh, I'm never done wondering just who it was that drew this up and yes. uh, I love looking into the basements, I've been <laughs> moved on several times <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but you can wander around uh, and uh, you know, autumn's a wonderful time just to see into the houses, this is sounding kind of pervy, this, this is so <laughs> creepy yes. <laughs> I much yeah. prefer looking yeah. at the roofs, so I think they uh, um, I'm, I'm just sort of nudging on, but I'm not pretending to know as much about it as you do, but they had to dig out the uh, sort of uh, a lock in the, where the railway runs now, they had to sort of dig all that out, uh -huh. and dig so it Yes, yeah. uh, but then they had to build all the things, and it's 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 unlike a lot of you know, British cities generally. It was that there was a plan and it was laid out, and they had the resources to do it properly and not do it on a higgledy piggledy basis, which is and normally done. I think as I've said, to my wife many times as we've walked around it is just how much would this have cost? You know, and <laughs> it's an undertaking this, the size of which nobody would even attempt nowadays. Yes, uh, unless you were wanting to build a useless high-speed train from <laughs> London to all the way to the north. Yes. Or, or as they call it, Birmingham. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's what, 200 billion and rising. Yes. Uh, I mean, that kind of expenditure. I don't know, you'd maybe get, I don't know, Fetty's Row or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's was, I was nice to have a you know, diatribe against HS2 in yeah. the middle of a, a celebratory thing about uh, Edinburgh Newtown. But that's uh -huh. good. <laughs> but who would build a, a railway through the centre of the town the way they did here as well? And it, and it works, but, it, yep. but, but the... Pl An idiot. Yeah. Oh. No, no, we're talking about the railway, not the trams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the trams go all yeah. the way from the Newtown out to the airport. Yeah, um, which was a surprise when they built that in 1767. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, there's been a few overspends in Edinburgh. There? There's yeah. the trams, the Parliament building that was over. Yes, that and was they, they sort out the children's hospital. Um, that was that I didn't open for a bit, did it? Well, be, I don't know when this is going to go up. This podcast, but yeah. it, it has been open and it has been shut. Yes. So, okay. But I mean, the, the Parliament building was, I think the budget was 41 million. Mm. That went up to 410 million. Yes. Uh, and the current cost for the trams is 12 million. Uh, sorry, that's, uh, sorry, that's the inquiry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, you get a sort of ticket that does you, uh, it's only 48 million for, for the whole summer. So yeah. that's all right. But I mean, it, it's great to have that uh, tram system. system oh, I say system, it's a line. Uh, yeah. It's a system of one line. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a boon for the people in York Place uh, yeah. who for years were not able to get to the airport and they would yeah. just come out of the trades holiday and stand on the pavement for two weeks and then yeah. go back inside. <laughs> I mean, it's a journey that people, tens of thousands of people on a daily basis are not inclined to make. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be arguing with you, but I actually like the tram. I think the tram's an excellent thing. You hop on it and you get to the airport and then you fly away. Off. and yeah. they go, you come, <laughs> Or whatever you do from yes, the airport. Or no, nowadays you just go to an airport and you queue for a That's while. Right. And then you come back and meet up with your friends in York Place who've been waiting. No, they, uh -huh. they don't I, I, uh, I don't know that this is kind of topical and uh, we are going through a period just now where there's a lot of baggage in a lot of airports. And mm. I've got a theory on how to enjoy a holiday now is yeah. uh, you go to your departure airport uh, with a fully packed bag and rather than checking it in, just put it on a pile mm. and then fly off. And when you get to your arrival airport, there'll be another pile there. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. pick up a bag. And, yes. You know, it might be curling tongs and a, a pink slip. But yeah. 
You're on your holidays. Yeah, and it's roughly what was in your bag, Fred. <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit overcurled. But uh, anyway, so 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 new. Any anything else we you want to say about the new town? Is you you, you like that period of architecture? Yes. you think it's well done. It is yeah. well done. Uh, I think mm. it's incredible how they've managed to put in you know ground floor basement and then there's basement basements. Yes, uh, because it is built. Uh, Edinburgh is a hilly. Yeah, hilly city, um, and the, uh, I don't want to be negative about it, but uh, you know it's a world heritage uh, heritage site. Yes, but I think parts of it kind of suffer from the new kinds of bins that we've got uh, around Edinburgh, where uh, all you have to do is get your rubbish approximate to the bin, and then you just leave it for the seagulls. You know. Yes. You and I are of an age, Clive, that we remember uh, you you saw and heard seagulls when you were at the seaside. Yes. Uh, now it just means you've got chips. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's always been a charming thing about Edinburgh because you don't it doesn't feel you're at the seaside and you expect there to be pigeons flying about, but there's proper seagulls yeah. all the time. It's, it's great. But so what, just want to ask you about the old. Town. You, you've, you've very specifically said the new town, uh-huh. not the old town with a castle and even more steps and going up and down. Is that too rough and unappealing to you as in your your Yeah, I mean, I like the the, the top end of the. Mm. Uh, of the Royal Mile better than the bottom end. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. The, so the castle the rather castle, than Hollywood. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm more a castle kind of guy. Yes. So you, you would become for the tattoo more than the fringe. I've been to the tattoo a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 It was good. Uh, in fact, uh, f- maybe three times. And what I would say about the tattoo is that um, it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's not a lot of difference. Uh, but if anybody does want to see uh, the Royal Navy dismantle a 400-year-old cannon yeah. and carry it over a badminton net and then reassemble it, yeah. that's the place yes. to go. <laughs> anyway, well, okay, so Edinburgh Newtown. Uh, I've, I've interviewed a few uh, comedians now in, in Edinburgh. Everyone else who's gone for Edinburgh has gone for the, the fringe. or the, oh, right. or the enter- But you, you, you've obviously got to a slightly more sedate period of life when you're more interested in the, <laughs> the architecture and the elegance <laughs> yes. than standing in a crowded room uh, yeah. entertaining people, which of course you do. But well, as a Scot, I mean, the fringe is very much just three or four weeks uh, of yeah. the year. So, uh, and they'll not know this, the other guys that come up, but yes. uh, Edinburgh does exist the other 11 months. Yes. <laughs> well, I always worry about uh, you know, young people coming up, say they're 17, 16, 17, they come up with a school show or something. They think, oh, yeah, Edinburgh's fantastic. There's all these comedians, entertainers. I'm going to go to Edinburgh University. I'm going to really work hard and apply for that. You go to Edinburgh, and then mid-November, <laughs> <laughs> when they're supposed to come out of their lectures, there's, there's uh, wind coming off the North Sea. It's raining. Yeah. There's no entertainers <laughs> on the street. And Edinburgh people can be, you know, can be jolly, but not always. So that's... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, come, I come from a long line of Glaswegians, so I, I, I'm duty-bound to say something rude about Edinburgh, even when I'm here. How many of this audience are actually from Edinburgh? For the listeners, yeah. they're putting their hands up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> How many are you from Glasgow? Okay, let's go on. While we're in a fighting Scots mood, let's, uh, let's go on to your second wonder, which is whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you know these or I'm having to remind you. No, but, no. Uh, yeah. If you'd asked me to tell you what the seven were that I'd, I'd sent you about five days ago, I might have struggled. But yeah. now, whiskey would have been on the list. Yeah. Yes, well, it's still... And, and I should say right at the outset, I'm not really much of a whiskey drinker. You just like it for, for the elegance of the look of it? For yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. I, I quite like the smell of it. Yes. Uh, maybe once a year I'll have a dram. Um, right. Uh, I have 
Oh, you're a very careful person. You, I'll, I'll smell it for a year, then maybe take it, take, take a sip, screw it back on again, put the, the cock in and put it away. Come away in. You'll want, you'll want a sniff of, sniff. You want a sniff of my single malt, won't you? Yeah, just a single, yeah. just a single malt. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, get the kids out. We're opening the bottle. <laughs> Back off! What is this? <laughs> you like the smell of it. I do, not, I love yeah, the smell yeah. of it. I, I'm kind of... I, I am genetically programmed to drink a hell of a lot of it. Yes. Uh, but uh, so far I've managed to resist that. But what I have done, Clive, is I've bought a cask of the stuff. Oh, right. I've got, I've got 190 litres of it maturing. All oh, right. So it's going to be party time in six yeah. years' time. Whereabouts is that? Is that in the spare bedroom or is that... <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a spare bedroom. <laughs> you, you must do. You've got grown-up oh, children. Airbnb, the Airbnb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, how does this work? You, because uh, if you're doing it, it must be a good idea. I, I trust you for your uh -huh. financial acumen. It's an investment. Yes. So it's yeah. the Isle of Harris Distillery. Yes. And uh, as a kind of funding program, you could buy a barrel of whiskey. Yes. And uh, it, the the distillery is no more than a couple of miles away from where my paternal grandfather was born so, right uh, yeah. my my the macaulays were uh from the western isles harris yeah. and lewis predominantly yes. lewis yes um and uh i went up there and saw the new distillery and decided that i would buy a cask so yeah. coughed up uh, and then you get to pour your own 190 well i say 190 liters it, it diminishes, as you might know, when it's in the cask. Yeah. Uh, and then they spray your name on the, the end of the barrel and yeah. it, gets, it gets stored there. Scotch whiskey has to be three years and a day before it's uh, sold as scotch. Yes. Uh, and then I think most of us will wait 10 years before we draw off the first lot of bottles. Yes. Some might do it a wee bit quicker. But so you can do it over the, you know, the yeah. period of your lifetime or those you leave it to. Yeah. Oh, excellent. But so my, my father loved whiskey. My my father loved a dram mm. uh, more than once a year, so we we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm still interested in this investment thing. So you so you you've paid <laughs> you've you've paid over the money to pay for it, and then uh -huh. you do you get the money back only when it's sold ten years, fourteen years, or whatever. Well, the you I, I'll then have to pay for the bottling and the labelling and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and then there's a duty as well that you have to pay. Um, and then you, and it's yours to do whatever you want. You can mm. either, as I, I mean, I wouldn't put it up for sale or anything like that. I would, I would gift it or something like that. All right. So uh, it's not really going to make me a lot of money, but there is the potential to do so. If you wanted to sell yeah. the whole barrel or bottle off the whole barrel and sell it, then you're going to make a bit of money. You can, and you roll out the barrel, uh -huh. and then that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm can, trying to see. If there's a, is there some sort of uh -huh. tax dodge in this, or is it? No, uh, no, or, yeah. not, not at all. No, no. But I'll tell you. Uh, hopefully, what you might find is a funny story. Um, so the casks are all uh, in rows in bond, mm. uh, and part of the distillery tour is you now get to look through all the, the barrels. And as I say, these they spray your name, yeah. uh, they stencil your name on it. And uh, I think mine was a, a pretty early barrel. Yeah. And it sits beside uh, somebody that's probably a bit better known than me, H.R.H., yeah. uh, the the Prince of Wales. Oh, right. Or the, I think he's known as, what's he? Duke, Duke of Rossi, Duke, is Duke it? Of Rossi yeah. right? And uh, my youngest son and his wife were up and they did the distillery tour. Mm. And uh, they're standing looking at it and there was these Americans doing the tour. And my daughter-in-law looked at the label and said, oh, my God, th th that's your father, pointing at the barrel, right? 
And these Americans think my son is fifth in line to the throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah, excellent. So it's so it's uh, Rothsey and then Macaulay. Macaulay That's yeah. a good name for a, for a whiskey. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I call it the, the real, heritage or something The real like that. Macaulay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, yeah. a wee bit about my ancestry. I mentioned it, but from Lewis, because, mm. and I maybe told you this uh, before, but um, Donald Trump's mother is from the Isle of Lewis. Her name, uh, his late mother, uh, was Mary McLeod from Stornoway, but his grandmother, her mother, was a Macaulay from the same village uh, yeah. in the west of Lewis as my great-grandfather. Oh, what's, God, I, what, I what's happened heard, there? I thought I heard bagpipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm not related. I'm not him. <laughs> yeah, no, not a, not a direct relative. Thank All right. Goodness. So, would he wear the Macaulay tartan? Do you think uh, Trump? Oh yeah, I could yeah. wear it. Because <laughs> wear because I think it was a Trump tartan. It's got r r big checks on the borders. But, oh. uh, <laughs> I, I, I did that. Last, I did that in the, in the main Macbeth yeah, and I uh, yeah. get a gag. So then on the other side, of the family uh, way back, uh, I had an ancestor called Hadrian Trump. He built a massive wall. Yes, uh, you might have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> we might come on to that. Um, oh. uh, so that's your, that's that's two. We're two, two wonders down, which is, which oh is good. Now you go. You, this is interesting. You've gone on to what are. Recognised as, as modern wonders of the world, with your your next one, which is the Taj Mahal. Yes. Now, why have you gone for for that? How does it relate to you? Would you? Well, I've I've seen it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, that's enough for me. Thank you very much. That's. Uh, yeah. so, I, it was a, it was in a book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, please say you've been to it and, and yeah. stood stood in awe. Stood in awe. You yeah. Know. I, yeah. I think if a if a building can be emotional, then it is the Taj Mahal. Yes. Um. I I didn't know this. This might sound a bit odd, but I mean, people wonder at the Taj Mahal because mm. if you've been, have you been? No, I haven't. No? Yeah, um, I, I have been to India, but I haven't yeah, been to well, the Taj Mahal. Well, I mean, Mahal. it is pretty much the only building that's finished. <laughs> so that's what the wonder was. Oh. <laughs> but no, it is. It's incredible. Did you get away with saying that sort of thing on on the radio when you're presenting? When you're presenting, <laughs> India got no finished buildings. <laughs> but no, it is. Yeah. It's an incredible sight. I mean, it really yeah. is. And um, um, so it's named after Indian restaurants, is it? Or what's the? <laughs> Are you accusing me of racism? I'm joining in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing the part of the ignorant person who did it, which funny, I do quite well. Uh, so tell me about the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Well, it's in Gibson Street in Glasgow. <laughs> uh, so, so tell us, tell us all about it, because I have a vague notion. Maybe right. we'll have a, a probably a better notion of it. Okay. So, is it is it is it the size? Is it the look of it? Is it, what makes? I think it's the the size of it and the look of it, both mm. of which you've said, and also that so many people go there, mm. uh, and there is a kind of romance to it as well yes. and Alien and I went on our silver wedding anniversary yeah. we did a tour of uh, Rajasthan yes. and Agra was on the uh, a stopping off point right and uh, Taj Mahal and if anybody has uh, in the audience or, or listening has been you'll know that it's uh, you can't really see it from anywhere other than going in Right. So you you know it's not like oh there it is you know like yeah. walking up the mall and you see Buckingham Palace for yeah. example but in Agra you you kind of take this circuitous route in. so what has it got curtains around it or trees <laughs> or a huge wall it, it, I, I don't it, just the geography of yeah. the place yeah. right and then you you go around and then you see it and it is right. awe inspiring yeah. right it and, it, and it was it was it is a romantic building because it uh -huh. was, a, was is it a, would you describe it as a mausoleum for for the oh gosh no yeah. it uh, must be about fourteen years since we were 
were there. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we got all the Mughal history and all, yeah. all of what was going on in Rajasthan at that, uh, in, in that time. But uh, I think, you know, the, the famous photo of the Princess Diana yes. there sitting on her own and so many people are getting pictures taken with their, their loved ones. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, it was an emotional experience, I yeah. would say. So that of all the, it's not one of the ancient wonders of the world, but it's certainly recognised as one of the modern wonders of the it world. It is indeed, yeah. And so you would recommend to all of us to, to go on a trip towards it? I would indeed. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm just putting my glasses on so I check here. Um, it, was, it was commissioned by the Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan, or Jahan, Shah Jahan in yes. the 17th century to house the tomb of his favourite wife. So it's quite romantic, but his favourite wife... <laughs> Mumtaz Mahal, uh-huh. and it also houses the tomb of Shah Jahan himself, a that- centerpiece of a 17 he- hectare or 42 oh. acre complex, which includes a mosque and a guest house and set in formal gardens bounded on three sides by a crenellated wall. That's why you couldn't see that's, it. Um, that's all of which I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting you to say, uh-huh. but <laughs> I've said it instead. Went, so did you get to stay in the guest house or was that just... Uh, you no, we were in a pretty fancy five-star hotel yeah. nearby. Yeah. Uh, and I was with my favourite wife as it happened. Yes. I think that, <laughs> that kind of made it even more special. Yes, that's a good term. It's better than saying my current wife, uh-huh. my, my favourite <laughs> wife. All right, so the Taj Mahal, so that's a genuine wonder, Ava. Yeah. And you've gone on for another well-known wonder for your for your personal wonder uh-huh. of the world, and that is the Great Wall of China. Yes, yes. And you're probably wondering, have you been there as well, Fred? Have you been there as well, Fred? As a matter of fact, I've ha- I have. Yes, it's a, it's yeah. a Chinese restaurant in Gibson Street, <laughs> <laughs> just up from the Taj Mahal. <laughs> Well, I've been there as well, and it is, it is a, certainly a wonderful... There's a sort of section that you, the t- sort of tourists like us, yeah. tend to go to. But even there, you can see it stretching away uh, for miles and miles. And it was built to keep people out, yeah. and now it brings millions of tourists in. So it's a sort of uh, a reversal well, it did of its do. Yeah, I, So I, I was in a remote part. I, I did a charity walk along, and it was called the... Uh, there was a, a chap who was very interested in China called William Lindsay. L-I-N-D-E-S-A-Y, I think it was mm-hmm. the, the spelling. Uh, and he, a Sinophile, and he had made a living out of taking tours well into uh, uh, the Chinese yes. uh, hinterland. And so we flew into Beijing and then with something like a 16-hour bus journey and then we walked along the Great Wall for, for seven days. And, um, you know, and our porters and the people that were looking after us were all... Uh, they were great. Uh, the the person in charge of them was uh, fairly senior in the com- Communist Party, which, yeah. uh, and I learned that, and this was two thousand and one, mm. uh, and I learned that the Communist Party was a, a, a very elite organisation. Yes, not everybody can get in, and no. then there's a real hierarchy in it. Yeah, uh, and we were guaranteed not to see any other Western Westerners for. Uh, the period that we were walking along the Great Wall, right. uh, and we all had to raise money to do it. It was, uh, and these kind of things go on, and it was an, an incredible experience. Um, just because, in parts, the wall will be like three meters wide, and it's you know it's all very brilliantly right. structured. Okay. And then there's other places where it's maybe no more than eighteen inches, and there could be a fall of maybe a hundred feet uh, off either right. side. So it was a so you got to concentrate. Tricky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. Um, it bucketed with rain one day and the wall was so steep it was too slippy to walk on so we had to come down off the wall walk down uh, a valley and then along the the sort of riverbed and then back up 
And mm. the, William knew this area very well, and he said that we, we'll go down here, and there were bees. There was a, a cave with a massive beehive, mm. and he had forewarned us that these bees... Uh, were killer bees. Uh, if one person got stung, a pheromone would be released, oh, and no. the bees would attack this yeah. one person. Uh, so it was pretty, you know, yeah. pretty scary because we actually could see it. Yeah. Right? We, we crossed over the river and went down the other side. Thankfully, yeah. anyway, uh, I was going to say long story short, but I'll decide if it is or not. <laughs> so I think it's a long story long at the moment, but, but no, no, no <laughs> worse for that. No. <laughs> but the next day we were yeah. back on the wall. The weather had uh, cleared up, and it was beautiful and sunny. Uh, and we were walking along, and it was a part of the wall that was a bit decrepit. And uh, I think I was about fourth in line. There was probably yeah. about 20 of us. And from behind, I heard somebody yelp mm. uh, because they had stumbled and they had knocked some rocks down yes. and disturbed some bees. And we turned around, and uh, this person was trying to get rid of the bees. And I thought, oh, God, what are we going to do to help this yeah. person? And I turned around to see if anybody else was ready to help me to go back. But they had jumped off the wall and were running into the bush. Oh, wow. So I, I thought, well, I'll better do that as well. So I jumped <laughs> off, and I, I can remember as I was running, thinking, oh, I'll say a few words at the funeral. <laughs> But thankfully, there were different kinds of bees, so they were oh, not okay. killer bees. Oh, that's all right. I, I thought you were going to say that you've got to decide, because the bees are going to be attracted by the pheromones. You've uh -huh. either got to try and help them and fight them off and uh -huh. get the ire of the bees, or you join in and kick the bloke on the ground and say, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you bees. <laughs> so uh, that's just one memory of it. Mm. Um, I mean, it is an incredible thing and as you say yeah. built to keep people out took centuries to to build and it's yeah. been you know parts of it have been constructed at different uh, eras throughout yeah. history um and the bit that you talked about early on which is you know there's actually a chairlift goes up all right uh, so very often you'll see tourists around beijing with a t-shirt on that says i walked the great wall yeah. Right? Yeah. no you didn't yes <laughs> well no i'm sorry i mentioned because i just I, I made a documentary in china we stopped off at the great wall but we, we literally it was quite a steep going up and down even uh -huh. even those little bit but it was the bit that had been sort of set out for tourism and yeah as you say t-shirts and everything uh -huh. yeah so we were walking along, and one of the people on the trip was a director of BT. Mm. And um, <clears throat> he had a mobile... Well, he served tea to the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, I know, I Very know. No, I oh, know, the bagpipes yeah. have started yeah. again. <laughs> uh, and he was walking along, and he was a, a BT had sponsored Hamden Park, where Scotland played football. <laughs> and he was going, oh, he said, uh, what's today's date? And it was something like, I, I can't remember. Yeah. It was certainly, it was September, uh, early September 2001, because yeah. we came back the day that the Twin Towers uh, yeah. were brought down and he said he said i think scotland are playing belgium in a in a football match in the world world yeah. cup qualifier and he took his phone out and he had five bars yeah. reception on his mobile yeah. phone hundreds of miles from yes. anywhere yeah. and um he said oh god if only there was a number we could phone because it was two in the afternoon it was like 3 a.m at home and yeah. i said well i know the bbc scotland number off my yeah. heart so plus four four one four one three three two double eight double four or something like that. Yeah. Bring bring. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, hello, BBC Scotland. <laughs> I said, who's that? Davy Security. Who's that? I yeah. said, it's, it's Fred McCauley. How you doing, Freddie? I yeah. said, I'm all right. I said, listen, I'm I'm in the Great Wall of China. I wonder, <laughs> can you tell Is that me the restaurant? No, that, the that, that, again. <laughs> that, that was the punch. Oh, sorry, I, sorry. I, 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 not, oh no. Edit point. Yeah. So he said, uh, how are you, Fred? I said, I'm in the Great Wall of China, and uh, I'm just having a. 
<laughs> what was the football result? And he said, yeah. aye, Brian, that's Fred McCauley there. He's pissed in some Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. It still worked. It still worked. <laughs> what was the result, by the way? Just <laughs> <laughs> we didn't qualify. <laughs> so it's hard to date. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> so well, I should have asked. Oh, so the, well, it, it, did you, we mentioned, or you mentioned in passing, you know, the Trump wall as the uh, yes, because Hadrian Trump. Yeah. They've, they've all was it Hadrian? Tr tried the wall which uh -huh. which worked for a little bit in yeah. you know dividing off the, the you know Scotland from the, and then there was the Antonine wall but there've been all sorts of walls do you think they uh, the, do you think the great wall of china is the is the most effective of all the walls there was a pale in ireland which was a fence to uh -huh. to, to preserve the the sort of the uh, british or english settlement around dublin and there was a hedge in china, in uh, india the great hedge of of india That's when, a oh hedge. yeah it was to, it was to control salt smuggling or the salt tax and they built a hedge so it's just a, such a that is a kind of a british way to to impose discipline uh -huh. on the on the empire you know they'll never get through this this hedge. privet whatever they try <laughs> um so yeah i think it's probably then the most effective yeah. it's certainly the biggest yes uh, the myth, people say that you can see it from space i wouldn't know but i guess you can't no, I think I think that's one yeah, of those, it's a myth, those great it? myths, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I, that is one of the modern wonders, uh, yeah. uh, and that's why I put it down. It's because I recognise it and I'd been there. Yes. Same with the Taj Mahal. No, that's that's good. That's uh, and, yeah. and and uh, and I, I, so I apologise for making that clear. Well, I've been there because I've only been to that little bit. But uh -huh. you were, you know, walking. Was it walking rather than running along yeah, well, this? Oh, walk. absolutely. Yeah. Walking. I mean, there, yeah. were, there were days we only managed something like seven kilometres because it was so steep. Yes. Uh, it was pretty oh, arduous. Brilliant. Yeah. And where, so, did you stay? Were there so did you we, camp on the wall or were there little we had rooming tents, houses? tents at the side yes. um, most of the nights, but a couple of nights we actually slept just in our sleeping bags on the wall. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know if you've ever tried sleeping at an angle. Yeah, no. Well, no. Mountaineers do it, don't they? They, they? they attach themselves to the side of a mountain. But yeah, no, but I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a slide-down comedian. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I should just ask you, because um, I'm... Some people may know this, may not. So, how did you move from being a, a respectable accountant to being a, a stand-up comedian and a, and a broadcaster and the things you do now? Was was there a was there one moment when you said, oh, "I've had enough of counting. I'm going to be a comedian," uh -huh. or did it happen not really gradually? Not really. One moment. Uh, I think um, I, I could remember when I was at university thinking I'd quite like to do something in entertainment, mm. um, and then when I turned thirty. I thought, oh my goodness, that's a decade has gone past, and I really haven't done anything about it. Yeah. And uh, and when you're thirty, you kind of think, well, I'm not going to wait another decade because then you're forty, and that's oh. pretty much the end of the road, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in Scotland. And uh, <laughs> so I decided I should do something about it, and it, mm. luckily it coincided with um, the start of the show. You think you're funny competitions, mm. um, which still go on in Edinburgh, but I I did the Glasgow one. Mm. Uh, during Mayfest in 1988, and I did okay in it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll maybe just try and see if I can pick up some gigs. Yes. I did that around Scotland for a couple of years, and then started going down to London. And very quickly, uh, as I think you did, I, yeah. I got uh, you know did the comedy store, and then worked my way up through the ranks there, and became one of the, the resident MCs. Yes. Uh, I was the first Scottish MC of, of the comedy store in London. That was one of my early claims to fame. And then after about five years of that. Uh, I started to get some TV and radio work back up here in, in Scotland. 
Mm. Um, I did the morning show on BBC Radio Scotland for nearly 18 years. 18 years? Yeah, I did it until I can remember the date well, Clive, the 13th of March 2015 when I discovered it was time for me to move on. <laughs> Appa- how, apparently. How did you get that message? Yeah. Was it, did somebody forget to tell you and you discovered <laughs> that was a, the, the, the programme's title had changed. No, I can remember that, the, length, the usual BBC I, I remember the lengthy discussion. Yeah. I'm changing the schedule and taking you off air. Yes, yeah. All <laughs> uh. oh, right, okay. <laughs> I've had those conversations. Yeah. There. In the good old days of uh, my broadcasting career, there are, there are restaurants in London that I've only ever been to. Uh, <laughs> to be I've never paid. I've never, I've never paid because you're either taken there to encourage you to do something uh-huh. and then later <laughs> to, to tell you, well, you know... Yeah. It's been a good run. Really, have you got any other ideas? You want to, <laughs> no, no, I've seen the Alan Partridge skip. Sk- <laughs> this is not a good time to talk about other ideas. Yeah. I've got an idea, it's up and running, and, he, and it's stopping for some yeah. reason. So, New editor. Yes, yeah. But you can't complain. Well, you can complain. Well, you can, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, nobody gives you any sympathy. Shit. <laughs> well, you've taken it well, that's great. <laughs> This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So let's go on to your... Uh, your fifth wonder. Shall I tell you, you what it tell is? Tell me what it is. Yeah. It's and, it's, and this is a big is it one. Fishing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can change it to fishing if you want, but it's the universe, but in particular <laughs> Mars. Oh my God! Yeah. Why did I say that? Well, well, the, the universe is a great one Let because me tell that, you about that includes absolutely everything. everything. Yeah, so, so but you wanted, but you still <clears throat> wanted to pick out one particular favourite planet. Well, I was thinking about the the word wonder. I mean, and I yeah. do wonder. I think everybody wonders about the universe. Yes, because even at uh, well, well in the mid sixties, I would call myself, uh, I still can't work out how the universe works or no. where it ends. Because it, it, you, you talked about what I did in accounting and what you did in law. Yeah, everything that we have done is kind of finite. Yes. Right? There is an end product and there is an end yes. to everything. If you want to walk along from one end of the Great Wall of China to another, there is a beginning, there is a middle, there is an end. Sure. But the universe has no end. No. Right? It's forever expanding, 
but the one question that has bugged me that made me wonder over all the years is what is it expanding into yes right so we've got space with stars in it expanding to something even more spacey yeah so uh, it's open for discussion i mean i i don't know what you think is out on, on the other side but uh um, and Stephen Hawking's gone, so yeah, he'd, uh, he'd be a, he definitely would, a bit better person to ask. Working me. towards it, yeah, but I, I just don't get it. Now they've discovered huge gaps in the universe, yeah, um, and there's there's um, you know black holes and yeah. dark matter, but they think they can now these telescopes can pick up the beginning of the great the uh -huh. great bang at the beginning, and you you're seeing, I mean, you can all, see the beginning you, of time, yes, but and I mean, when time time, time, time must have existed before that. Well, isn't the theory that it didn't? That nothing existed before that. Not even what do you time. Mean, nothing. I don't know. I am the wrong person to be asking. But the, they used to say it sort of curved at the edge of the universe. Uh -huh. Space and time came together and it all went round in circles. But none of these explanations no. uh, really make sense. I, I, I'm slightly uh, sort of dubious about how it does it matter to me very much. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, there's a, there's a famous bit in Sherlock Holmes when. Uh, uh, Dr. Watson says, oh, no, when you say the sun goes around the Earth, John, yep. it doesn't. The Earth goes around the sun. And he said, well, what's the matter to me? You know, they're just relative to each other. Uh -huh. I don't need to know that in all. I need to know about uh, shards of tobacco on somebody's shoe so we know where he went before the, he escaped from committing a murder. It doesn't, doesn't impinge on me in the slightest. So I but it was, might. Well, it might, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good that somebody knows because at least uh -huh. they've done sort of GPSs and you can use mobile phones and things like that but um <laughs> and and when i was young and you were even younger because it was exciting people went to the moon and yeah and this is oh this is the first of the great space journeys but i mean we might go to mars but that's about it well uh, that's what i was thinking but i mean yeah. it, and it's a very small step to to going beyond you know to, yes. to going a bit further but i guess as the the decades and the centuries yeah. pan out maybe somebody will get a wee bit further but we haven't got that no we've not got that technology yet but I do, and i don't know whether it's a good thing that humans do try and go any further so mars might be the stopping off point and just leave it at that but i do i do wonder about the planet mars as to whether at one point it was populated and you know mm. when it when the temperature there was a little bit more like what we've got here, yes. uh, which apparently is 40 degrees <laughs> yes. uh, uh, Celsius, incidentally. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do wonder if, if it's po uh, possible to populate Mars in one way or another. I mean, I've seen a few movies that have indicated that it might be feasible, but uh, you know, I've, tried, I've tried growing potatoes in my back garden and I haven't managed yes. that yet, so well, it's a bit far-fetched. But So do you take a particular interest in these things? Do you do you have a telescope in your back garden? You look at, oh, there's Jupiter, there's Mars, there's, there's no. Venus rising? Or no, what? I mean, I, I think the, the closest I got to that would have been in the uh, 60s when ESO petrol gave you a... Uh, a, a map of the of the uh, of the moon. Yeah, I had that in my bedroom wall. Used to wonder about the moon. Yes, but now that was uh, on your bedroom that wall. That was on my bedroom. Well, no, it yeah. was actually just a big hole in the wall. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in those days, you loved the moon, and now like you've moved moon. on. Expanded to, to Mars. Mars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I I have to say that's a that's a good wonder, the universe. Um, <laughs> but then here we go. I thought I might you, come up with something better, but now, but there you yeah, are. you've got a you've certainly got an interesting list of wonders. Because now you go to ants. Ants. Ants are incredible. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Stick with ants for the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just the size of them. <laughs> And the fact that in there they've got a brain, I mean, I, I, I find that that's yeah. wondrous. 
Yes, and and there's so many of them. There must be literally hundreds, <laughs> all over the place. Yes, and and is it because they're social animals? They they join together. Is that the thing? It's you just go that they seem to know what to do. <laughs> you know, if you I don't know what kind of garden you've got, but we've we've got a, a lovely garden, and every now and again I'll, yeah. I'll turn over a, a stone or something yeah. like that, and there'll be an ant's nest underneath. Yeah, and they know exactly what to do. Yes, right? They they just pick up the the eggs yeah. and scuttle away. Scuttle away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and if they come to your house, they know to make make a bee line or an ant line <laughs> for the spilt sugar or something. Yeah, like that. and then the message gets passed yeah. all the way back. Yeah, so they've they've clearly got this brilliant way of communicating mm. uh, and very social, as you say. Yes, uh, and then uh, having been in Africa and walked through a bit of uh, bush uh, just to see the—I mean, there was more than hundreds of them there. There must have been thousands. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had safari ants up your trousers? No. Oh, that's that's an exciting. It's amusing for everybody else because uh -huh. they go up your trousers, they start biting you. So your first thing is to go oh, like that. Uh -huh. and that just forces all the jaws and into you. There's no right. other way to do it I mean, other than to take your trousers down uh -huh. and pick them off one by one. So everybody's falling about laughing at you. Ants, humans, everybody. See how does how does a safari ant know to go up a trouser leg? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, where, where, what programs have they seen? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Don't attack him. He's got no trousers on. <laughs> See if somebody comes over here from England. I, I think it was my pheromones that attracted <laughs> them. I don't, I don't know where they were. Coming ah. from, yeah, but that, it's it's not an uncommon thing. I don't I don't think it was just me. But, ah. uh, but I mean, like like saying the universe and Mars. I was I was kind of thinking all animal and plant life are on the planet. Oh right, and ants. You know, but In I, I just think ant, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but every every animal that has got the the kind of brain capacity to do that, mm. I think, is amazing. Right. Yes. Um, we we've talked in the past, Clive, about fish, like yes. Scottish salmon that are born. 30 miles up a river mm -hmm. and then you know they'll grow there for a wee while and then they come down the river and then they go over to the north atlantic all the way over to to canada yeah. and then four years later swim back across the atlantic round the north oh, of scotland it's, it's time to go back yeah. and, and back up back up the whichever river yeah to exactly where they were where they were spawned yeah i mean how <laughs> why i i thought i thought i was coming on this for you to answer these things yes so I'm supposed to have mugged up on the, uh -huh. on the <laughs> traveling habits of yeah. salmon based on the fact that one of your wonders was ants. Ants. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> I should have been ants, but particularly yes, salmon. in relation to yeah. salmon. Well, uh, but I, I, I remember Fish being, ants. Yes, I was very interested in uh, social animals when I, I studied zoology at school. Oh, did and, you? And it is a remarkable thing. Uh -huh. uh, they all seem to have roughly the same pattern. So termites do it, bees do it. Um, and ants do it, which you had the what we call a queen is essentially the mother and gives you know lays eggs and they all become these sort of female workers uh -huh. and then there's the sort of spare spare ones turn into males or drones they call them bees and when flying ants stay that's just a um, they fly up and one drone one flying ant male gets to um, have his way with the uh, the queen, uh -huh. and then they all go underground again. They usually bite their wings off after that because they're not going to need to fly again. No, they don't. Yeah, no. and, uh, and she she sits around just laying eggs the whole time. Hundreds, yeah. dozens of eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And how do they, since you studied this, how do they pick which of the males gets to ha have his way with her? Well, it's the usual way. Um, whether you're good at dancing. Uh, well, yeah. well, well, there's always there's always a way that that, that is this selective thing. It's either you. If you're a, uh, a peacock, it's the most feathers. Yeah. If it's a, there's a, 
uh, I don't know if the theory still holds good. There used to be an animal in Ireland called the Irish elk, great Irish elk. And it, they, they had a theory once that it went extinct because the way you got to, to reproduce as a male, you had the biggest antlers. Uh -huh. So you had the huge, huge... So you were caught in this trap because if the antlers were so big, you couldn't, uh -huh. you couldn't <laughs> hold your head up. You couldn't run away from... If you needed, you couldn't do uh -huh. anything. But if you weren't big enough, you didn't get the, the mate. But that, that, oh, that was man. a theory at one time. I don't uh -huh. know. So with, I can't remember with the... I think it's just she flies around. And uh -huh. the, maybe he's the best flyer. Maybe, maybe he does a few loop-de-loops uh -huh. and, uh, and... oh, that he'll The best do. ant antlers. Yes. Yes, massive. Well, they've got uh, they've got antennae, antennae, antennae. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. many words come from the word ant. ant yes, antlers, antennae, yes. antimacassar, all ant. those. Yes, yeah. antacid. Yes, yeah. <laughs> antihistamine. Yes, there's a lot of antis we can get. <laughs> antifreeze. So uh, anyway, so that so it's just a sort of um, a cheerful thought that you liked ants. So yeah, you thought you'd put yeah. I, 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 I did want, I just thought, you know, for the size of it, it's, mm. you know, I could maybe have gone for amoeba, I don't know. Yes. But I, I thought ant, ant was as small as I wanted to go in this yeah. one. Amoeba are a bit dull, aren't they? All they do is they're there and then they yeah. divide I in half and you know, divide in half again. Some of the terrain that they live in is pretty bleak. So yeah. maybe we should be sending them to Mars. Let them yeah. have a go on Mars. Well, I think when the Europeans spread around the world, uh, when you know, in the age of empires, a lot of animals went with them and caused an awful lot of destruction. With uh -huh. they took, you know, rats. Uh, rats and smallpox and measles and uh -huh. all those other things. It wasn't all good. So I'm not sure we want to destroy Mars with what one of your wonders, Mars, with another of your wonders, <laughs> ants. <laughs> you might. Yeah. All right. So we're on to your very last uh, wonder, Fred. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> What is your last one? Can you remember what your last one is? Is it time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> My last wonder would, I don't know, is it childbirth or the fringe or it's animals it's the moon it's memory memory no oh. it's not <laughs> it's not i thought this was an intriguing wonder i thought he really must have thought this i know through. exactly it, what it yes. is clive it's something that we should all have yes I'll tell you why. Um, tell me what it is. First. I'm just looking at this audience here. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, come, oh, okay. this audience here. Yeah. And we've been denied the ability to travel abroad yes. so much. And uh, I, we've got very strong house lights here. But can I ask, by show of hands, how many people in here, when you're thinking about your next holiday, would go on a cruise? Let's see some hands. Yeah, we've got a lot of hands going up there. Well, I can tell you that my wife and I, yes. right, we went to India for our 25th. We have decided we're not going to ever go on a cruise because we've still got something in our life called hope. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. as soon as we've lost all hope, we'll be on board with you yeah. guys, right? That's a cruel way of doing it, getting some people say, oh, yeah, I want to go on a cruise. Now you squash them down. Stand-up comedy. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you need a victim. But no, hope is, the <laughs> fine, that is my final yeah. wonder. Uh, and I think it's something we should all have. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that I, I have. Uh, it's something that uh, has come into our lives over the last couple of years in Scotland, especially, mm. uh, except it's no longer called hope because mm. uh, our national clinical director, Jason Leach, mm. introduced a few new words into the Scottish vocabulary All during right. lockdown, yeah. uh, one of which was hospital. Uh, <laughs> which used to begin with an H, but now begins with a C, yes. hospital. Um, and hope is another one. All right. Uh, everybody's going, we hope, we have to hope. Uh, I hope he's not listening. Yeah. 
But yeah, hope uh, uh, springs eternal. Hope mm. is something that I, I have. Recently became a grandfather for the first time. Right. Uh, and when you just think about the state of the world uh, and the way things that could maybe slide into disaster, yeah. I think I've got a better sense of hope now than I've ever had in my life. And I, I just hope it, it all works out. Yeah. It was sounding good, this, but now, just the, the way you're now expressing it, oh, just hope it works out. It's, it's getting a little less hope, hopeful. hopeful. We're getting close to hopeless. Or, you know, the, so uh, so hope, hope for you personally, for your grandchild, for the world, for, the, for well, Scotland, yeah, for the I, United I, I would, Kingdom. Yeah, I would say it, it starts with family. Mm. Um, people often ask, you know, when we get to this stage in our career, what you know what your ambitions are yes. do you still have ambitions to to do things yeah. uh, and they become much more family orientated mm. i think you know as the as the kids get older and get yeah. married and then the grandchildren start to come yeah. along your perspective in life changes very much um and i think uh, you know we've probably seen a lot of hope disappearing from people's life but i would like to say keep that hope Yes. Keep a broader, uh, you know, broader spectrum of what you would like as your ambitions for for your family and for humanity itself. Mm. Well, even in this difficult time of COVID, it's been extraordinarily impressive the way uh, people rummaged around, rushed around, and came up with vaccines. To, yeah. I know, I know, some people didn't believe in it, or but that's a tiny fraction of people because the rest of us are happy to pump in and every injection and. and no, a killer disease, what was it, two years ago, yeah. is now capable with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just walked out uh, yesterday because the, 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 the ancient wonders of the world. Mm. Uh, I, I, did you do Latin at school? A little bit, not very well. Yeah, same, but uh, Same here. I did, yeah. a little, I did up to higher. Uh, and part of the Latin oh, right. syllabus was that you learned about uh, the, the ancient world. So I, I can remember what some of the ancient wonders of the world were, the Colossus of Rhodes, yes. the Hanging Gardens of Babylon yeah. Uh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I worked out yesterday that uh, COVID and cold are both made up entirely of Roman numerals. And there's, o there's only one of a difference between uh, oh. COLD and COVID. Yeah. So there so, you are. So well, does that, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? That, that it, it means that uh, every 2,000 years we move on by one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. No, it's, a, it's, it's education. Nobody else had thought of it, had they? Yeah. <laughs> so I've asked you a little bit about your career, how you got, got going on it. But when you, when you got to the point when you were you know, broadcasting to the nation, uh -huh. uh, did you feel, wow, this is fantastic? How, how is it that I am in this, this privileged position of being able to talk to everybody every day? And and also performing in, in, in uh -huh. comedy as well, or did or did you think yes you were destined you know you're always destined to do that? It's, it's funny you say that because um, there was no kind of career path. No. There'd, there'd been a few Scottish comedians before me, uh, Billy Connolly, Arnold Brown, who you would have worked oh, with yes, down yeah. south. The, who, Another accountant. I know, yeah. but he was a yeah. he was a chartered accountant. I've I've failed my CA exams. Oh no, he, he was a proper accountant. Yes. Um, Do people know uh, Arnold, Arnold Brown? Yeah. Brilliant man. He was a great. Uh, he was a great sort yeah. of. Um, you, you were talking about the comedy store. He was a good tester of an audience because uh -huh. he had a very slow <laughs> delivery. Yes. So he'd go on and say, oh, "I'm uh, Arnold Brown. I'm uh, uh -huh. I'm a Jewish uh, from Glasgow." Uh -huh. Two racial stereotypes in one. Yes. And it we had very the, long gaps uh -huh. between them. And if it was a good audience, they'd go with him, listen, and they'd laugh, and uh -huh. then they'd laugh. But if they were a bad audience, an impatient audience, he'd just, oh, Arnold Brown, ah, get off! Uh -huh. and, and it was just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh, he had very slow delivery. Yeah. And he used to say, uh, we had the indignity in my family of my father being thrown into a pub. <laughs> <laughs> So there was no career path, no. and, and I, I kind of thought, you know, I, and I, I worked hard at it. I mean, I loved stand-up, and I, no. I was pretty good at it, and, you know, I was doing okay. Uh, and then the TV and the radio stuff came along, yeah. and then into corporate entertainment. And I, I, I just thought it was all, you know, uh, and if I had had any advice, it would have been to say, now, listen, just appreciate this. Yes. Because uh, this wave that you're riding along here it, it might the nature of waves yes, is yeah. such that it might you know you're not always going to be on the crest mm. uh so the you know the years that i did a lot of television and the, you know panel shows down south yeah have i got news for you and qi mm. and, uh, occasionally in mock the week um it comes to an end yes because uh, and i think it's pretty much clive it's it's age related you know because i i still like to think i'm as funny <laughs> pardon yeah. uh, as yeah. i was yeah, in those days, and I'm still doing, you know, a lot of stand up and tours and things like that. And the reaction still seems to be much the same in my mind as it always was then. Yeah. But the the TV and the radio stuff doesn't seem to be coming along, yeah. and you know, you get uh, people get fed up of the sight. I think. As I say, we're very similar people. I can <laughs> relate to that. The advice I give to a younger person doing it is because uh, I was always a bit, oh, I don't want to do too much. So I turned down loads of things when they were thinking, and because uh -huh. I don't want to, you know, annoy people by being on the whole time. My advice would just do everything. Grab you it, get yeah. It. Grab it while it's around. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, Fred, it's been a joy uh, to talk to you as always. Likewise. Uh, uh, now I have to choose your the wonder of wonders from your list of seven. Right. The one which struck me as particularly wonderful. Uh, <laughs> As you Tough described choice. it on this uh, podcast, and I'm just to—I'm now doing this in I a really, way to to annoy the guest more than to. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that if I was getting marked out of a hundred, I'm just going to get somewhere in the forties. <laughs> no, I've got to choose one of your wonders, right. and uh, and I'm going to choose because I like them. I'm going to choose ants. Hey, <laughs> excellent! So for Thank all you. time, you're so well done, Frank Macaulay. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of My 7 Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network. 